And it's no secret that we have a health care crisis here in our country across the board. This is a national issue, and each jurisdiction is dealing with it in some shape or another. Uh, but our next guest argues that Canada's healthcare system is stuck in the past. So we're going to get into that right now with the president of the Canadian Medical Association, Dr. Alika Lafontaine, who's joining the show. Uh, Dr. Lafontaine, thank you so much for making the time. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So you wrote a contributing piece for the Globe and Mail about this. And to open the article, I think, in my opinion, you brilliantly related the healthcare system to our holiday meals. Can you make that parallel for our listeners that maybe haven't had a chance to read that article? How can you compare our failing healthcare system to a holiday meal to help people really understand and wrap their heads around the situation? You know, there, there's a holiday story that circulates on my Facebook feed every year. It talks about a recipe that's been passed down generation to generation. And part of that recipe involves, you know, cutting two sides of a turkey off before putting it in a pan. And uh, a daughter is being taught this by her mother and starts to question, you know, why are we doing this? And you go back a few generations until you finally realize the reason why they cut off the two sides of the turkey is because it needed to fit in the pan that was being used at the time. So obviously that doesn't apply to what's going on right now. And so I think that has a direct tie to what we're going through with healthcare right now, because we're, we're still doing things that we've been doing for years, even though it's clear that we live in a different time with different problems. And if yeah, well, we're going to make a change in, in how things are going, we really have to rethink what we're doing. And we do need to make a change. I mean, I think that that is something that most Canadians, all Canadians likely can can agree on. When we look at our healthcare system and we start looking at the origins of it, I mean, we are really still stuck with the model of a pretty antiquated system. Why are we not embracing real change or moving forward? I think part of it is we think that we're changing more than we actually are. You know, we, we compare ourselves against countries that have nationalized data systems, health human resource plans who, you know, seamlessly help their providers move from place to place. I don't think we realize as Canadians just how old our systems are and just how how uncomparable we are with these other systems that we often get ranked against. So can you then point to to somewhere else that that has sufficiently made a model that we could look to 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 try to to copy or borrow from? Is there anyone that's doing it right? You know, I think there are pockets across the world that aren't having the same problems that we have. You know, if you talk to the average listener, I assume that they have a problem with finding a family physician. You know, and if they have a problem and they can't find a family physician, they they show up in an emergency room and end up waiting hours upon hours to try and get treatment. You know, we read in the news about the way that our our country is dealing with, you know, the the overwhelming demand for pediatric respiratory care in in the midst of, you know, this triple pandemic of of respiratory diseases going across the country now. You know, you can look at places in California that actually don't have healthcare shortages. You know, you can look at other places in the world uh, overseas that that don't have the same issue with data like the UK. You know, you can even look within Canada about, uh, you know, systems that are moving forward with helping providers and patients connect. You know, Quebec actually has you know, rightfully so, probably one of the most advanced uh, approaches to sharing data and really bringing patients into decision-making. And so the the real question is, is what do we have to do to get to that place? And I, I think what we have to get to is rethink how the system's designed. And 
So what would what would that look like? Can you help to define what advances forward would be and to define some of those those issues that we're dealing with? Yeah, I think the first place to to recognize is that we really have 13 separate health systems. You know, our jurisdictions function like their own health systems and often independent and not coordinated with systems that that are right beside each other. You know, I work in Alberta, you know, in the midst of the pandemic, it became very, very clear that the two systems were struggling on how to support each other in the midst of, you know, these peaks demands. You know, we, we still have the same problem with what's happening to kids across the country right now. And so if we truly want to bring healthcare into the next stage, you know, whatever it's going to be in the future to make sure it still sticks around, we have to lean into breaking down those jurisdictions and actually treating our 13 health systems like they truly are supposed to be coordinated and collaborative. Does this just become a, a lack of resources? Is this just something that is is underfunded and that's sort of the crux of the issue? You know, we, we definitely do need additional money in the system to make sure that it, it's sustainable. We've had, we've had a couple of decades of expanding with either the same or less resources. You know, it doesn't take a lot of effort to, to look through previous news stories and see how we've celebrated healthcare cuts and, you know, healthcare efficiency. And so we, we do need more money injected into the system, but it has to be injected into the right places. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's the real challenge that's going on right now is where do we direct those those resources? The, the challenging part with, with getting through to politicians, though, is we actually know where those places are. And yet it seems that those conversations don't necessarily happen the way that they should uh, with government at, at any level to try to amplify those voices that are working in healthcare. To, to really hear some suggestions on what would actually make some some better workflow and some real change. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think it's absolutely right. And I mean, you, you talk to a patient who's had a great experience when they go in to, to receive healthcare wherever they go. You know, you often have teams that are working together. You have patients put at the center of decision making. You, you see people spending time in places that they can have the most impact. You know, clinicians are providing clinical service. They're not doing administrative work. You know, administrators are focused on making sure that that work stays off of clinicians' plates so they can spend more time with patients. You know, people actually have their problems solved when they walk out of an emergency room or a family physician's office. And so it's, it's really returning to that relationship-based, you know, solution-based approach to healthcare. And I think we've really gotten away from that with this focus on 13 health systems trying to be as cost-effective as possible. Mm-hmm. Tell me why, doctor, this is something that you are passionate about. How do you how do you come at this? Why is this something that you feel that you want to advocate for when it comes to making some change within our healthcare system? You know, I, I think for myself, it's it's really the effect that it's having on patients right now. You know, it, it used to be that healthcare was only a problem if you needed it. So, for the majority of Canadians, you, you tended not to think about healthcare until you got sick. And as a result, healthcare remained a high priority, but our line of sight was was actually not very close to the problems that were there. You know, you don't have to go too far now to know someone in your own life that's going through these struggles, whether it's yourself, a family member, neighbor, you know, everyone's struggling to access care right now. You know, there's these waves of acute demand. We, we had waves of demand for adults and, you know, our previous pandemic waves, we're seeing this peaking demand for, for kids. You know, we're hearing more and more in the news about these stories and experiences where people are really struggling and as a result, having to carry the burden of their own illness on their own shoulders because the healthcare Mm -hmm. system's not there for them. And so I I think we've all become passionate as Canadians about this issue because we see it's affecting us and and the people we love. 
you know, we talk about breakthroughs in the medical world and the abilities that our healthcare providers have. Um, I'm also in Alberta as well, and you know, we we talk about some of the the amazing things that our our children's hospitals, for example, are able to do. I, we have we have world class abilities here. Uh, but when we're talking about the healthcare system as a whole, are we talking about what we're actually capable of achieving from a medical standpoint, or are we talking more about a healthcare about the system as a whole, the the burden of uh, administrative bloat, for example? What what is the problem in terms of in in terms of our actual care that we're able to receive, or is there one? You know, historically, healthcare was a lot simpler than it is today, just like you just said. You know, you'd show up at one place near your home. If you couldn't receive care there, that was kind of it. You know, you couldn't go anywhere else. As society grew and advances happened, you know, suddenly we were going to multiple different places and the amount of things that they could offer also expanded. You know, we, we live in a very complex system now as a result of being able to move many different places as patients and, you know, having providers being able to move different places within a province. Now, that complexity, I think, can be simplified to just whether or not people get what they need coming out of that that encounter. And over time, with the complexity and the cost, we focused on the cost cutting without really focusing on whether or not people got what they needed after they mm-hmm. saw someone. And so just, just returning back to those simpler times where we focused on whether or not people actually got the care that they needed, you know, as efficiently as possible. I, I think if we lean into that and part of the solutions are going to be this collaboration and coordination across the country. I really think we could get back to the way that people remember healthcare working. And what if we don't? If we don't make those uh, those advancements, or if we don't acknowledge this in the way that you think that we should, where do you think that leads us? You know, I, I think we continue down the path that we're on. You know, it's it's ironic within Alberta that we've had the most advanced team based care in the country for several years with our primary care networks, but we we struggle to have people uh, seen by family physicians. You know, in Ontario, family health care teams are another great example of team-based care, but their primary care system is, is struggling just like Alberta. You know, we have the solutions that we need. The, the question is whether or not we're going to lean into those ways of doing things or we're going to continue to focus on, you know, what came before, the, the cost-cutting and, you know, the focus on efficiency. You know, I, I spoke to uh, to a guest on a, on a different show a few weeks ago, and uh, we were talking about uh, the situation that you've, you've mentioned, you know, people having a hard time finding a family doctor and then going to the ER. And he, he referred to the ER uh, using the analogy of a car, saying that the ER is like the seatbelt. The rest of the healthcare system is the car, and you need to fix the car overall. <laughs> Would you agree with that analogy in terms of trying to break this down, what we need to accomplish? Yeah, I think it is a really apt analogy. You know, the, another way to explain it is, you know, if you think of stress in the healthcare system as a ball rolling down a hill, you know, if a family physician's office can't see patients and then patients go to walk-in clinics and they can't be seen, virtual care doesn't give them what they need, so they then turn to the ER, you know, that's the ball rolling down the hill. Sure. You know, and as that ball hits you going down the hill, that's when the effects really start to sink in. You know, patients are increasingly having to care for themselves without the benefit of the healthcare system. You know, they're presenting at later times through acute emergencies that if you were able to intervene earlier, it could be less complex and, and people could likely be a lot healthier after seeing the healthcare system. And so, you know, we, we have to remember that what's happening right now is that the seatbelt, like you said, is the only thing holding us back. That that mm-hmm. ball is at a part of the hill that it shouldn't be. We have to push it back up to the place where it should have should have always been. 
Doctor, thank you so much for making the time uh, for helping to analogize the situation. Hopefully it actually gets uh, addressed in the way that you think that it should. Uh, I really appreciate you making the time. I know that you're very busy. Uh, so thank you for the conversation. Yeah, thanks for having me.